spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. Thanks for checking out the Mark K Show podcast. We'd love for you to join our official Katriot network so that we can stay in touch with you and you can stay in touch with us. It's easy. Go to markk.com. That's M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. Join the Katriot network and get a free copy of the Katriot Manifesto. Markk.com. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee, 855 940. Mark is our number. Hey, can you guys hear me, by the way? Hannah, can you hear me? Oh, my goodness, we can hear Hello. you. I was Hello. so stressed. Can you, can, you can you hear me? You were so stressed. Wait, how do I sound? Do I? Yeah, do I sound okay? I mean, you sound like you're remote, but yeah, you sound good. No, but okay, I understand. But I mean, okay, good. Are you Skyping not, me? I, you, I was told to Skype you. Yeah, well, I, now I'm at my microphone. Give me two seconds and I'll answer and now, you. No one's answering. Okay, give me two seconds. No, no, just stay where you are. We'll Skype in just a minute. <laughs> What's, no, I just, literally, I think I just said, I think I just said, say, what's up, everybody? This is the Barcation one. I am live on remote. I am at, I am at Catriot Outpost. Which one is it again? Oh, Tango Foxtrot. And uh, we've been here for a couple of days. And, man, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of news coming in today. First of all, we, it, it, is, it is a sad day here for Catriots all over the country because a musical patriotic legend has passed away. We found out earlier this morning, which I was shocked about because I know that he was suffering from I know that he was suffering from stomach cancer and I had heard he was getting better. Uh, but unfortunately, that was not the case. Toby Keith, uh, apparently uh, this morning, his family announced had succumbed to uh to stomach cancer and that is um that is a very sad thing indeed can you guys hear the music by the way you're playing music hello is anybody there yeah can you not hear the music just hear okay. no you can't hear the music mm -mm. well that is sad i have i have music for the occasion so you can't hear anything coming from my laptop no oh well all right well just know that i'm playing oh i hear something oh, wait. i hear it now Oh, <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing a tribute to the late great Toby Keith. This is one of, you can hear beer for my horses, right? Yes, I can hear beer for my horses. Okay, good, perfect. This is, this is going swimmingly. This is why. This is why we should have just taken the day off. Um, listen, we have. Uh, we've got. I was here. I had this one too. This is. This is of course the one he's probably most well known for, and this is the live version, which I hope is appropriate. Sometimes when he's live in concert, he like adds different flavorful words that uh, you know that maybe aren't necessarily. Is this the edited version? Necessarily appropriate. I I mean I hope to God it is. Like I said, I just pulled it off. It says official music video. Ooh. 
Well, I saw him in concert. Did you ever see Toby Keith in concert? No, I didn't, unfortunately. It would have been so cool. Yeah, we had a, um, back in the day, back in, Toby Keith, I was a big Toby Keith fan in the 90s, because, you know, before 9-11, he had a career. It wasn't as big as it was after 9-11 when he wrote Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, but it was a, it was a huge career. He had great songs. You know, uh, I Should Have Been a Cowboy was my teenage anthem. I was, I used to drive around in my Ford Mustang with the windows down, and I used to blare, I Should Have Been a Cowboy, which <laughs> probably explains why I didn't get a lot of dates. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why I spent... <laughs> That's why I spent a lot of time talking to myself, which actually, I'm going to be honest with you, prepared me for my illustrious career in talk radio. Um, but then, uh, you've, of course, 9-11 came, tragic, and Toby Keith jumped into action with Curtis, that song that we just played right there. And it became... All right. Uh, which is, yeah, that was the best. I mean, that's the best part. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way, which I'm going to be honest with you. I would like to petition that we take the Emma Lazarus poem off of the Statue of Liberty, you know, the, uh, what is it, the, um, the new uh, Colossus. I would say we take that, though, we give me your tired, your huddled, your poor, because we have way too many tired and huddled and poor uh, masses yearning to be free. And I, I suggest that in memoriam for Toby Keith, we replace that poem at the base of the Statue of Liberty with the lyrics to Curtis, brought to you, Curtis, we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way, I think would be much better uh, on the Statue of Liberty, although she wears sandals. <laughs> we'll put a boot in your ass, it's Uncle Sam puts your name at the top of his list and the Statue of Liberty. Look, and see, and she, it even mentions the Statue of Liberty. It even mentions the Statue. It's the perfect tribute, it's I so think. so perfect. I um, love Hannah, it. Hey, li listen, Hannah, who do we know in Congress? Aaron Bean. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Waltz. Kat um, K. Kat, let's get them. Let's get them all together because they're not doing anything important. And let's figure out a way that we can draft some kind of resolution to change the Emma Lazarus poem at the base of the Statue of Liberty with Toby Keith's brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue, because I think it's much more fitting. Fantastic. Do you remember, did you ever hear the Taliban song? No. Oh, I don't know if this one was ever released, but this was one of my favorites. It was, uh, it was a live version for sure. Tell, hey, tell Adam to get his finger on the dump button, because again, this is right off the internet. You never know. He gave me a thumbs this up. Was, <laughs> this was one of my favorite songs ever. Oh, you got to listen to this. This is genius. This is the, it's got such a great beat. It's pretty. This was live in person for sure, yeah. I'm just a middle-aged, Middle Eastern camel. Hurting man, I got a two-bedroom cave here in North Afghanistan. Things used to be real nice and they got out of hand when they moved in. They call themselves the Taliban. that guy is with them but they, oh they were great concerts. face since they came here they make her wear a scarf over her head that covers her from ear to ear she loves the desert and the hot white sand but man she just like me no, she, she can't, can't stand, stand the taliban the taliban baby. i mean this is this is american songwriting at its finest you know someday soon we're both gonna saddle up and it'll be right camel ride my old lady she'll be here with me she's smiling right by my side we should do real fine out around palestine or maybe turkmenistan we'll bid a fair adieu and flip a 
Come on, it's just such a great. It's got such a great message. It's so. It's such a great singable. I'm gonna learn that one on the guitar. How was that song not more popular? I don't. It was on. You know what it was? It was like a deep cut on one of his out. One of his live albums. Oh, so you're like a I real think. Toby Keith fan. I told you, Hannah, back in the 90s, in 92, 93, in my Ford Mustang, driving around <laughs> Winston-Salem, North Carolina, blaring. See, now I want to hear, now I want to, uh, bear with us, folks. There's news, by the way. Don't forget, there's news. <laughs> to, We're to be get fair, to the this news. is like the biggest news. I mean, this really, I woke up this morning to a push alert. Yeah. At, I'd like to, I'd like to point out at a, at a reasonable time this morning. So congrats to WOKV in Jacksonville. Um, I, I, uh, I woke up to a push alert, and it was, and all of a sudden, my phone started to let, my wife started writing me, my friends from high school uh, started, been, or started writing me because it was, it, you know, he was a transformative artist. He was such an American icon. Oh, here it is. See, this was his first mega hit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just imagine young Mark. I had hair at the time. <laughs> you know, I looked pretty much the same, only I had hair at the time. And I was driving around in my, in my five-speed, eight-cylinder. Marshall, Toby Keith, by the way, had a had a perm and a mullet at the same time, by the way, when he sang this song. It was amazing. That, it was great. <laughs> Thank God we're not on Facebook anymore. You know how many copyright violations we're, we would get today? We'd already be stopped streaming. Yeah, we'd already, already, I'm sorry, we cut off your stream in 82 countries. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the, here's the court. Here's the hook. I should have been a cowboy. Woo-hoo. I should have learned to rope and ride. Oh, wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cattle drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. Just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. There you go. Tribute to Toby Keith, who's 62 years old only. Isn't that yeah. amazing? It's 60, that is so young. That it is was so super young. young. I was so sad. I was like, man, he's really young. But he hadn't he been battling his stomach cancer for a long time? Yeah, and he didn't look. He made an appearance a couple years back. Um, he came to the Players Tournament a few years ago to play for the every like Tuesday night or Wednesday night before the players. They do like a, uh, a military tribute concert. Mm-hmm. And he was the artist because, of course, it just made sense. And I think he was just starting his battle then, but he made an appearance a couple of years ago. He looked, you know, like someone who'd been through hell and back, like someone who was battling cancer. Um, but I, but all the, you know, all the rumors I heard, all the messages I heard were, hey, he's getting better, he's getting better. Um, you know, but cancer's like that, unfortunately. You never know. Mm. You never know. You may be getting better, but then all of a sudden you're not, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, it's a, it's a quick and... Uh, and sudden death. But anyway, we can remember the guy. We can remember the music. We can remember the legacy. I wrote in the Catriot Dispatch this morning uh, a story about, and again, one of my, there's news. We'll get to it. But one of my favorite uh, Toby Keith stories, I was living in Washington, D.C., and I was hosting a morning show, and the Dixie Chicks were very popular, not just on country radio, but, you know, they were also popular on Top 40 radio. And we, my wife and I wanted to go see them. We had a pair of tickets to, to the Dixie Chicks. And then... It was, uh, I guess it was right a couple weeks before the Natalie Maines of the Dixie Chicks went to London for a performance and started bad-mouthing the president and saying that they were ashamed of the president, George W. And that was it. There was outlash back home. The country world just shunned them. They became persona non grata. 
people just despise the Dixie Chicks. They were calling them all sorts of horrible names, which I won't repeat on the radio because it's not nice. Uh, and 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 I'm sitting there going, "Oh my God, I have these Dixie Chicks tickets. I don't want to go see these 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 traitors. Like what? They're out there. Ba- I can't go to a Dixie. Like oh, all of a sudden, no, and my <laughs> wife didn't want to go. So she's like, "Well, just give them away to somebody." I was like, "We should burn them." She's like, "Let's give them away. Someone out there will want them." So I went. I remember I went on the air. And I told the story about, hey, you know, like months before they went over there and started bad-mouthing our country post 9-11. Oh, and they also called Toby Keith's song Ignorant. Too. <gasps> that was the other thing. They said it was ignorant and people are going to think Americans are ignorant because we're going to put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. So I, went, I was telling the story on the radio and some guy called and said, hey, listen, I actually want to go see the Dixie Chicks or my wife does or whatever, my daughter, who knows. And, uh, and I have tickets to Toby Keith, who was also coming to town. And he goes, and I can't go anymore, so I'll trade you. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Post 9-11, when the Dixie Chicks are bad-mouthing the United States of America, and Toby Keith is out there singing amazing anthems about how the United States is going to go and put boots in people's pro- proverbial backsides, you're telling me that you will trade me Dixie Chick tickets for a pair of Toby Keith tickets? And the guy said, yes, I will. And I wow. said, deal. And I have to be honest with you, to this day, that is probably the most American thing I, has ever, I have ever done, yeah. is traded my Dixie Chick tickets for Toby Keith. What tickets. a bad trade for him. So, well, I guess his daughter wanted it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but in the end, the concert was amazing. And we went out, there, and because, I mean, think about this. This was, this was 2002, probably. It was right after 9-11. It was right after, through, in, the, in the midst of the uh, Saddam Hussein you know, hunt for, uh, he was buried in a cave somewhere. And the, you know, and the military was everywhere. People had the, they were tying the little flags to their, to their antenna because back then antenna actually stuck out of the car. They weren't just built into the windshield or they weren't just little things on the back. Uh, we all had a little antenna ball. It was amazing time. And to go see Toby Keith at that concert, he just, he just destroyed it. It was, it was such, anyway, we have our memories. We have our memories. <laughs> um, listen, Hannah. Yes. Okay. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great because we had, we had some, it was, it's one of those things. The best thing about live radio is the stress uh, and the down, because whenever there's a technical difficulty, you know, you're up against the clock because at 1206 Eastern, 1106 Central Time, the show has to begin. And, and we're, and we've got like expert engineers and we're like cutting wires and we're, you know, there's like a, a countdown, like it's Mission Impossible and the bomb's about to explode. Boop. Boop. And all of a sudden, you know, because we have this dream team, we were able to pull it off and bring you the Marque Show live from Catriot Outpost Tango Foxtrot for the next couple of hours. Also, Hannah, did you send me before and afters? I did. I sent you 10. Man, that's amazing. So we'll do a little before and after today. There is big news about Donald Trump and one of his appeals. It looks like we got another Trump election suit that is going to be headed to the Supreme Court. That's a lot of them. Uh, and then also this border bill, <laughs> this, is, I, this, this border deal in the Senate that Mitch McConnell and James Lankford put together with Chuck Schumer is, I'm going to be honest with you, it's so bad that Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, I'm sorry, Mitch McConnell and James Lankford are now going to vote no on their own bill only republicans in the senate could come up with some kind of that kind of ridiculousness anyway we'll get to all that we'll have some of your phone calls some of your open mic messages and more of the mark show coming up in just a minute 855-940-MARK don't go anywhere folks we will be right back 
This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. And I am at Katriot Outpost Tango Foxtrot today, which for those of you... Okay, should I let everyone in on a little secret, Hannah? You should. Okay, so here's basically... Let me turn up my headphones a little bit because I turned them down because of the commercial... All right, here we go. So Tango Foxtrot, if you're familiar with the... Uh, if you're familiar with the phonetic alphabet, as they call it, um, it stands for Tampa, Florida, because I'm in Tampa, Florida. So it, basically that's what, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a simple code. You can figure it, you can figure it out. One time we were in DC and we were broadcasting live in DC and I was at Catriot Outpost Delta Charlie. So that's a little, that's a little key to figure it all out. Anywho. So um, we're at, we're in Catriot Outpost Tango Foxtrot, which is Tampa. And I had to go, I had to go across, I had to go like visit a, a secret celebrity guest. We were doing an interview, podcast interview at, at his house. And I was supposed to exit off of I-75 or whatever it was. And I forgot to exit. And I go, oh, darn, I'll just take the next exit. Fun fact, the next exit was eight miles away because I was on a bridge crossing the entire Tampa Bay, which is a very, very, it's an eight mile long bay, apparently. So I had to drive all the way across the bay, drive an additional mile to Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, exit do a u-turn and then guess what i had to do exit no, you don't turn your microphone off i had to drive all the way back another eight miles just so i could get where i was going but the fun the good news is we had a fantastic interview it was a really great interview it was a fun time and uh, we're gonna bring when i get back i'll edit it up and we'll we'll bring you some of the uh, highlights from that also we have to we have to send it to the lawyers because a lot of things were said, which potentially could land one or both of us in some hot water. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, coming up in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you the latest on what's going on with the so-called immigration bill in the House and Senate, which, I'm going to be honest with you, looks like it does more for Ukraine than it does the U.S., which we all knew going into it. And uh, it's so bad. It's so bad that even the people who authored the bill are like... Yeah, we're probably not going to vote for this crap. <laughs> That's on the Don't go anywhere, folks. More Marque Show coming up right after this. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. Uh, I am live at Catriot Outpost. Ta I almost said Tampa Foxtrot. It's Tango Foxtrot. I'm not very good with the codes. I got re to remember the codes. 855-940-MARK. Uh, By the way, Tano, is it, is, you said the Dementors were floating around complaining about the live broadcast? Uh, they weren't complaining. I think they were just very stressed, you know? Why were they stressed? Why were they? What? Wait, they're they're sitting in their offices. Not even. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> listen, we um we we have uh we have a, a remote broadcast system that we set up. And this morning, I I set my alarm clock early, like six thirty. I wow. woke up, I plugged everything in, and I tested it. And I I called into the. It was working perfectly. Everything was working perfectly. And Hannah, do you remember what time you texted me this morning? Six fifty five a.m. 
6.55 a.m. She tested, uh, texted me at 6.55 a.m. and said, hey, I just got confirmation everything's working perfectly. Um, which, by the way, that's the second pre-7 a.m. text you've sent me now in two weeks. I'm so sorry. I, being a mom, I wake up so much earlier. No, no. I'm already awake. I'm just, because this was I your broke my own rules. I know. rule. You... You for years were like, no texting before 7 a.m. Do not text me before 7 a.m. I will never text you before 7 a.m. And now <laughs> I have two instances of it. One, this morning when we were thoroughly testing the equipment to make sure that it worked appropriately, uh, despite what the Dementors may think. And the second time was last week when you texted me about, what was it you texted me about last week? Um, to bring in a check and to make sure oh, that right. we have the yeah, stream right. set up for today. To make sure we had the stream, yeah, because that was very that was on your mind since like four. She woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. I woke up stressing about this remote broadcast. Well, you know, I like to think that you're feeding your child and also you're nourishing your child and the show at the same time. Yes, that sounded weird. Eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to this budget uh, battle. This bill in Congress, which suppose they say <laughs> they say that it's a border bill, but really it's a Ukraine funding bill kind of dressed up in like a it's wearing a border bill t-shirt you know it's like it's one of those says hey i'm a border bill but when you take the t-shirt off it's just it's like half yellow and half blue and it's all cash uh minority leader mitch mcconnell made the shocking decision to recommend republicans block the advancement of the senate pro-migration border bill now the reason this is interesting is that mitch mcconnell is one of the architects of this border bill mitch mcconnell we know loves Ukraine, pro-Ukraine, loves sending money to the military uh, industrial complex, loves uh, Zelensky, thinks that he's the greatest thing since sliced, uh, since sliced bread. And now he's telling Republicans to vote against this bill that he's been pushing. And really, I mean, he's been, he's been one of the architects. It's him and James Langford from Oklahoma. Incidentally, this bill is so bad. And Republicans in the Senate and the House of Representatives are against this bill so much that James Langford himself said that he may not vote to advance his own bill. The biggest issue that I have is obviously I've got a lot of members that have questions on it. It's not going to move and become law if we try to be able to force uh, this right now. Uh, here, was, here was Chuck Schumer. This is how bad it got for Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer had to go on Morning Joe with Mika Brzezinski to threaten the American people uh, with military action. Listen to this. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this, this bill. Now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets, why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? By the way, that's a loaded question. This bill does not, <laughs> it seems as bipartisan as it gets. Really? Really more money going to Ukraine than going to our own southern border? The ridiculous uh, laws being put in place on border control for the future, which would limit Don, I mean, because again, and we'll get into the we'll get into the meat, the the meat and the potatoes of this bill here in just a minute. But what they're basically trying to do, what they want you to under, what they want to accomplish here, is not just sending money to Ukraine in a veiled attempt to fix the border, but also to tie the hands of the chief executive, meaning the president of the United States, in the future when it comes to what they can and can cannot do with immigration. And the reason they're doing that is because they understand that Joe Biden. If you look at the polls, may or may not be and more likely will not be president in November. But they don't want immigration to stop. They want this free flow of, of future voters coming in one after like by thousands by the day, every single day, flooding our cities, destroying economies, making it so that 
making it so that tourism is 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 uh, destroyed in many of our uh, major hubs, making it so that people are fleeing the northern part of the country, the western part of the country, the Midwest, and heading south to the, sanctu- the, the new sanctuary states for Americans. Imagine that. We now have sanctuary states and sanctuary cities for Americans. If you come to Jacksonville, Florida, you are coming to a sanctuary city for Americans. If you come to Florida or Texas or Tennessee or Oklahoma, if you come to any of those places, you are coming to a sanctuary state for where Americans can seek sanctuary from the onslaught and invasion of illegals. And that is... That is quite the turnaround. And by the way, they're fleeing in mass. We just got a, uh, I just got this new thing home. Let me try to find it. It's a, it's a report. The cities that are seeing, the cities and the areas of the country that are seeing the highest population growth and of course the highest population decline. And the number one city for population growth is Columbus, Ohio. Fun fact, that's not in, that's in the Midwest. What, why is that funny, Hannah? I don't know. I just, it's so random. (laughs) You don't want to, you don't like Columbus, Ohio? No, I do. I just it's very random, don't you think? It is. It is random, but a lot of people are going there. Uh, the second biggest is um, in the South. It was I want to say it was either Atlanta or Nashville, and Jacksonville came in fourth on the list, right here Whoa. in Florida. Yeah, I know. It's very. I mean, people are like I said. These are sanctuary states. These are sanctuary cities for Americans who are trying to maintain and preserve their American ideals, their way of life, their safety, their financial security, and they don't want to, you know, step and poop and get accosted by, uh, by you know, uh, people with fentanyl um, and uh, walking down the street. So that's what's happening in the United States of America. And, and this border bill is, is, is horrible for that. But they're trying to tie the hands of the future president because they're seeing the writing on the wall. It may not be Joe Biden. And Donald Trump has already said... What happens on day one is, boom, we close the border and then we begin the largest, the largest deportation effort in American history, which means all this work that, (laughs) I say work, they didn't do anything. All this work that Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas and the rest of the Democrats put in to not uh, having a secure border, all this work they put into having people just flood the country so that they could eventually grant them immunity and amnesty and, and have them become American citizens and, and Democrat voters, which was their plan all along. All that work will be undone immediately. So they need to f- uh, figure out a way to fix it. So they're trying to claim it's a bipartisan bill, which it's not. Anywho, here was Chuck Schumer's answer to that question. Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time. By the way, it was not a great question. It was a horrible question, but here we go. Time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying, we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine... Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. Oh, look at that. So this is where the threat comes in. He's saying, here's what it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you another $40 billion in money to Ukraine, or you know what we're going to do? We're going to send troops. This is, and this is Joe Biden. Like, okay, it's the Washington elite Democrat establishment who controls Joe Biden. We all know that. But they're basically threatening you. They're saying they're, it's ransom. They're saying we we are going to take your sons and daughters, your husbands and wives. We're going to take your your you know your cousins and your uncles and your aunts, and we're going to send them to fight Russia in Ukraine unless you give us money. That is blackmail. That is ransom. That is holding them hostage. 
that to me disqualifies any i mean the fact that he would even go on television and suggest we get we get 40 billion dollars to give to ukraine or we're sending americans there to die get this guy out of here man this is this is the worst scare tactic i've ever heard from any politician republican or democrat ever if we don't help israel defend itself against hamas that perpetual war will go on and on and on by the way the israel hamas palestinian war has been going on since just before the time of christ after the time of christ is one it's one or the other it's been going on a while if we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving palestinians in gaza hundreds of thousands could starve and the border everyone has said it's chaos a speaker you just saw speaker johnson he said it's mm -hmm. chaos we have to do something legislative a few months ago but what has happened in answer your to your question so this is crucial for America. It's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? Okay, I want you to think about this, first of all, because he's saying this is a border bill. It's labeled a border bill. It's labeled the Bipartisan Senate Border Security slash Foreign Aid Act. But what were the first three things he mentioned? He didn't mention the border until like last. He was like, listen, Mika, this is crucial. We will send your children to fight Putin away from their homes and die in a Ukrainian forest unless we get money for the first thing was Ukraine. The second thing was Israel. The third thing was relief for Gaza, which is military funding for Hamas. They call it relief for Gaza, but it's really it's really military funding for Hamas. So in that particular, listen to what they want you to do. They want to send money to Ukraine. They want to send money to both sides in the Israeli conflict, the Israel side and also the, the Hamas side. And then after those four, after we've done those three things, oh yeah, then, then, yeah, yeah, I forgot. We got to do something about the, our own border. To his credit, Mitch McConnell did. But too many Republicans, yeah. including Speaker Johnson, are just scared to death of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has said he wants chaos. Donald Trump has said, well, wait till I become president. That'll take at least a year. Ukraine could be gone. The border will get much worse. War in the Middle East will get worse, maybe bring, bringing, bringing us into it. He's doing it all for political reasons. And let me just say, will senators, the crucial question, the $64,000 question, the majority of Republican senators know this bill is the right thing to do. It's a compromise. I don't like everything in it. Neither does McConnell. But it's a compromise. That's the only way you get things important done in the Senate. We proved that two years ago in our bipartisan legislation. And will the senators drown out the political noise from Trump and his minions and do mm -hmm. the right thing for America. Okay, so this is, again, Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> this is all Donald Trump's fault. Somehow, this is Donald Trump's fault. We let, in 2021, on January 6th, we all remember, there was the the certification of the ballots, and they, you know, Mike Pence let it go through, everything else, we all know, you know the thing by now. And then Joe Biden went to the Capitol building and he put his hand on what we think is a Bible and he swore that he would protect the yada, yada, yada and became president of the United States. Since when that happened, by the way, there was no current war in the Middle East. In fact, the uh, Abrams Accords brought peace to the Middle East like we'd never seen before. Peace between Bahrain and Israel. Peace between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. It was an incredible beginning to what was going to be the most peaceful Middle East we've seen in our lifetimes, bar none. That was the first thing. Ukraine was Ukraine. 
Putin was Putin. There were no troops in Ukraine. There was no, uh, you know, manifest destiny by Vladimir Putin to try to rehash the good old days of the USSR. He was just kicking it in Moscow, waiting for Donald Trump to leave office so that he could invade Ukraine. Also, we tried to warn Vladimir Zelensky that Ukraine was about to be invaded, and he ignored the warnings until it was too late. And then finally, when you look at everything else that's going on, the border situation, the border was way more secure. We had stay in Mexico. We had a border wall going up. We didn't have gotaways. We had the Mexican government building um, barricades and putting border security at their own southern border to keep these people from coming in from El Salvador and Venezuela and all these other places in the first place. And, and it, it was Joe Biden's fault. All of this is Joe Biden's fault. Joe Biden has created the mess in Ukraine. He has committed, he's created the mess in Israel and Palestine. He's created the mess at the border. And now he's blackmailing you via Chuck Schumer and some of these Republicans in the Senate. He's blackmailing you to send your sons and your daughters and your husbands and your wives and American people to Ukraine to fight their war unless you pay me. Pay me money or we're shipping your loved ones into a war zone. And you can blame Donald Trump because he's saying he's saying this is a bad bill. He's saying senators don't sign this bill. He listen to what he said. He said it's going to take at least a year for Donald Trump to become president. They're admitting defeat. They know Joe Biden is a lost cause. They know Joe Biden is hopeless. They know Joe Biden's career is going down in flames. And they know that Cacklin Kamala Harris is going down with him. I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris. And so they're preparing for Donald Trump. That's why they want this bill passed through so that they can put limitations on Donald Trump's powers to secure the border when he does become president in less than a year. And so that he won't be able to do what he wanted to do, which is shut down the border and begin the most incredible deportation effort this country has ever seen. I'm going to be honest with you. I say we hold out a year. I'm, I'm willing to take that. I'm willing to take the gamble. I say, let's make a deal. Let's keep the money. Let's keep the people out of Ukraine. Let's wait for Donald Trump to come back. And then let's see what happens to the border. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. Listen, we have to take a quick break. We got a couple people that want to comment. Uh, we'll get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. We're going to do some before and after a little later on today, which is very exciting. That's always very exciting. And uh, and like, I, oh, also we have to talk about this court case that just came down. Speaking of Donald Trump, the Supreme Court is going to have to get involved in yet another case regarding the election and January 6th and Donald Trump's immunity and it's going to be a very busy SCOTUS docket heading into the summer. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere, folks. We will be right back. More Mark K Show next. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. We are live. Uh, bright, well, I'm live from Catriot Outpost Tango Foxtrot. And uh, Hannah's back at Catriot HQ. Hannah, how is everything back at Catriot HQ? Um, everything's great here. Do you remember when I told you to leave your microphone? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I'm so sorry. I had, okay. to, I had to sniff I could tell that and it I didn't want to sniff into the microphone. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good ASMR. Uh, did anyone else come by to complain? No, no, not at all. My mom, in fact, came by and she okay, um, was done with the office and we just have one more box to, to sort through. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, if anyone comes by to complain, let them know that uh, we should schedule a meeting because I also have some complaints. <laughs> you don't like And meetings. we can just go back and forth. Like tit for tat. <laughs> we'll just, they can go, I, we want to complain about this. And I'll be like, I'll complain about that. And we'll just go back and forth. We'll get it. It'll be like Festivus, the airing of the grievances. <laughs> I love it. Which I kind of wish was a real holiday. Yeah. Uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Speaking of grievances, I have another grievance with you. What? Which we should discuss. Well, you know what it is. You told me about it just moments before oh, we went on the air. That, yes. Yeah. Also, uh, this is great. Elon Musk has some grievances with this border bill that we talked about. And, and they asked James Langford from Oklahoma, one of the architects of the bill, what he thought about Elon Musk's response. Also, Donald Trump had some grievances. And oh, CNN has grievances with Tucker Carlson being in Russia to interview Vladimir Putin. All that and more is coming up on the Marque Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We are so excited. And I am I am broadcasting live, for those of you that don't know, at Catriot Outpost. Tango Foxtrot and Hannah is uh, holding down the fort with Adam at Catriot HQ. Hannah, are you holding down the fort with Adam at Catriot HQ? I sure am. Oh, okay, good. That's <laughs> great. Great news. Yeah, you hold down the fort from all in all uh, all possible invaders until I get back, and I will be back in studio tomorrow, which will be uh, which will be exciting and thrilling. Now, are you excited to have me back, Hannah, or do you find it's less stressful and more enjoyable having the place all to yourself? Are you kidding me? No, you have to get back here. <laughs> Oh, see, that's, that's so nice because most here's the thing. Most people, I think when you act like, for example, we have higher ups in our organization and when they're away, it's like everybody's just thrilled. They're like, oh, thank God they're gone. Let's you know, it's going to be a great day at work. But when I'm not there, you actually dislike it more. I do. That is such a that is such a testament to what a great uh, what a great leader I am, don't you think? <laughs> do you, yes. Do you want me to talk you up some more? I really enjoy you being in the building, um, I because you know you're just the best boss, but also because it's so much less stressful to have you in the building than it is to have you remotely. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is so that's a, that's such a great thing to hear. Most people, the the farther di the more distance they put between themselves and you know their superiors, the happier they are. <laughs> but you're the opposite. So that Hannah, yeah. I was you know what I'm glad to have you back too. That's the uh, Thanks. That's the, I look forward to us being reunited tomorrow for whatever you want Wednesday. 855-940-MARK is our number. Listen, before we get back to Elon Musk and everybody, Linda in Tulsa, Oklahoma, has been waiting very patiently. Hi, Linda. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's on your mind, Linda? Uh, I understand that there's been a lot of discussion about maybe oh, Hang on. Linda, I'm, I'm sorry. Linda. You know what? The Dementor is going to come in and yell at Linda for not testing her connection sooner. <laughs> I don't think they'll because, yell at Linda. Well, give him Linda's number because I'm sure that the Dementors have a word or two oh. that they would like to say with uh, with Linda. 855-940. Linda, try calling us back because we're having trouble with your connection. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. By the way, that reminds me of something. We have to, you have to tell this story because this just plays in to the whole thing. Because, <laughs> because you know, there's 
there's people and again i don't want to i'm not i'm in a great mood I, i'm having so much fun i'm able to uh we were able to broadcast which by the way we like i said when you work in the live broadcasting industry you never know what's going to happen a sat truck breaks down that's short for satellite truck mm -hmm. not that we have those <laughs> you know we got or uh you know a connection or a mic cable goes back like you could you could prep everything and all of a sudden you fry a mic cable and it's like oh my god the mic cable's gone you never know what's going to happen and it's up to you and your team to take evasive maneuvers and measures to make sure that as they say in show business the show must go on and we number one tested this broadcast early this morning and then right before we went live encountered an issue but again we all jumped into action and we got on the air just in the nick of time which i thought would be of course you know something to be congratulated for. oh congratulations on your professionalism and your cool-headedness in the face of of chaos and potential uh, devastation chaos. um yeah, chaos, K A Y E. <laughs> well, that's good. Write that. Write that down. We got to put that on a T-shirt or something. Um, anyway, so and and but that's not what we we just got. You know, you know, this is why you're supposed to test things early, which leads into which leads into this whole story. Hannah, tell everyone what happened to you at K Trade HQ just before the show began. Okay, so uh, I would say about like an hour, hour and a half before the show began, we had one of the other. PDs for WAPE, which is our like pop, yeah. you know, like well, don't call, don't call out people. Okay, dump that. I don't oh, want like okay. general. We're not calling out people by name. Oh, okay. So <laughs> well, I didn't say his name. You notice we have like code, like we call we call them dementors. We don't call them like Jim and Jimmy. Well, should you know, I? We like, <laughs> you know, I'm just okay. saying we we want to make sure that we're using code names. So so another individual, another I individual came to it. me. I yeah, and he goes, hey do you have cowboy boots? <laughs> and I said, I no, no, do. No, 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 no. Stop right there. You're telling the story the wrong way. Why don't you You're, tell that's the story, not Mark? The, that's not the story you told me at all. You told me he walked into the studio and said, you seem like the kind of person yeah. who, who would own a pair of cowboy boots. And I said, I Is do. And he goes, okay, do you have two? Do you have two pairs, or does your husband have another pair? And I said yes. He goes, do you mind bringing them in tomorrow? Uh, we have an event uh, that's western themed, and uh, and we we need two pairs of cowboy boots. And I happily obliged. And then I asked, you happily obliged? Yes, of course I did. Did you ask what they were using your boots for before you happily obliged? Yes. What are they using them for? A game um, for a remote like fun night theme or will other people be touching your boots or wearing them or throwing things in them throwing things in them but not wearing yeah. them um and then okay. i asked i said "Ooh, do you want some bright pink cowboy boots because i also have a pair of those and he said yes mm. oh See, also this is where i have oh yeah there's more there's more but wait there's more yeah. um i asked him i said wait um <laughs> did you think of other people and did you ask other people first he said no and no i thought of you and i only asked yeah. you to which i was honored i mean look if you, you were honored by that yeah okay see here's my issue with this and you know my issue with this is that we work for a multi-billion dollar corporation and they're coming to you asking if they can borrow a couple pairs of cowboy boots which let's be honest they could get it pay less for like 20 bucks each that's my issue with this whole story. I think you know what you should do in the future what? is you should say, you should say, hey, 
um, this ain't a charity. <laughs> so, so why don't you go? And also, who like think about this? Think about that now. Their listeners and their fans are going to be throwing stuff into you and your husband's old, smelly, used cowboy boots, which have been God knows you know God knows where you were walking in those Muddy. things. I mean, it just yeah, you went mudding with them. It just seems unsanitary. Anyway, I just have a lot of issues. <laughs> I just have a lot of issues with that. Uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, let's get back to this border bill because this border bill is just a big mess. And I, you know it's a big mess because, it's a big mess because well, Elon Musk said so. And man, you know what? They are not happy. Jake Tapper is not happy that Elon Musk is talking about the border bill because Elon Musk is not a border bill expert. So he's asking James Langford about it. Here's a claim being circulated on Twitter or X by Elon Musk, who posted, quote, the long term goal of the so-called border security bill is enabling illegals to vote. It will do the total opposite of securing the border, unquote. Now, I know that Elon Musk is not an expert on illegal uh, immigration or the border, but he has a huge megaphone. Um, he does. Explain what he's talking about here. Is he wrong? Okay, by the way, why is Elon Musk not an expert on immigration or the border? I mean, I feel like at this point in time, we are all experts on immigration and the border. Here's what we need to know about the immigration and the border. Is the border secure? Nope. Is immigration under control? Nope. Do we have illegal aliens by the thousands flooding into our country, taking over our kids' schools and our hotel rooms and parking garages and sleeping out in the street? And do we have an increase in crime and criminal behavior? And do we have a fentanyl crisis? And do we have uh, you know, our tax dollars going to uh, the, the uh, housing and the schooling and the feeding and the health care of people that have crossed into our country illegally? Yes. I feel like we're all, I mean, that's basically, that's all you really need to know. And Elon Musk is an immigrant. Elon Musk is, he came to this country legally, like so many immigrants, myself included, did. And they went through the process and they went through the motions and we took the tests and we paid the lawyers and we put our hands on the, on the, I think on our hearts. And we, I have to remember back, what was it? Did I put my hand on my heart? I think that's what it was. They didn't have Bibles for all. Oh no, we had to raise our right hands. That's what it was. And uh, we raised our right hands and we pledged allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It was an amazing and beautiful ceremony. Uh, a lot of people are just like, eh, no thanks. And they just walk across the river into the United States of America. Elon Musk probably knows more about immigration and the border than most Americans because he's been through the immigration process. But I digress. Uh, well, I, I think he needs to go back to doing the two million Teslas that are currently being recalled right now to be able to focus in on that. No, it's not focused on trying to be able to get more illegals to vote. That's absurd. Okay, by the way, here's James Langford trying to throw Elon Musk under the bus because Teslas were recalled, but it was a software update that was, it doesn't matter. Here's the, here's the, <laughs> here's the rest of it. Uh, in the process on it, it is uh, against the law for anyone that is not a citizen of the United States to be able to vote in the United States in any federal election that remains so. Yeah, that remains so for now, but amnesty is just down the road. Like, this is the way the Democrats have been doing deals for years. They go in and they say, we want amnesty. And then everyone goes, no, no, no. And then they go, okay, fine. We don't want amnesty, but we want... Uh, we want anchor baby legislation or DACA or we want any of this other stuff. And people go, well, that's not amnesty, so it's better, fine. And then they come back like five years later, they go, hey, we want amnesty. And they go, no. And they go, well, uh, but okay, so here's what we want, though. We want national ID cards for illegal immigrants, and we want to be able to give them Social Security numbers so that they can at least work because, let's face it, Americans don't want these stupid jobs anyway. They're hard. They're beneath Americans. And then they go, oh, yeah, all right, that's not amnesty, fine. 
And then eventually they're going to go in and say, we want amnesty. And everyone's going to go, no. And they're going to be like, look, you've given us everything else. The last thing we all we have left to give or to ask for is amnesty. And then it's going to and then it's going to pass through just like Obamacare. So that's that's their game. That's the game they play. They try to make you think that they're only it's a it's a uh, oh, what was it? Senator Schumer said he said, oh, it's a compromise. I'm not happy about this either. That's a lie this much and he's not because of donald trump oh donald trump is the leader of the republican party and he's so powerful and donald trump can sit at mar-a-lago and send out truth social messages and donald trump from his truth social account can control can control 49 republican senators and 200 and what are we down to 17 16 yeah 200 plus united states congress people Man, Donald Trump has a lot of control. They're just, they're just jealous. Here's, by the way, what Donald Trump said about this particular border bill. Well, it's hard to believe because I think it probably would mean the end of their career. This is a, a, a Democrat trap. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. This bill can't be signed. And it's not only that, it's massive amounts of money going out of town, as we say going out of town, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And uh, it's so bad on the border. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, it's one of the worst, one of the dumbest bills I've ever seen. I think it's... <laughs> my favorite, by the way, about... Uh, the, my favorite thing about how Donald Trump talks is how he starts by saying something's bad. And then <laughs> as he continues his thought, he, was, he just, it just hammers away at it. This is so bad. It's so horrible. It's the worst. You know, actually... Now that I'm thinking about it, it's even worse than I originally thought. And well, you know what? My final thought is this is the worst, most horriblest bill ever in the history of bills. It's so bad. And they're sending the money out of town, as they, they like to say, out of town. I don't know if anyone's actually said that, but uh, but I think, you know what? But it, what he's doing is he's, ma- he's speaking and emulating what the Democrats are trying to say. They're trying to convince you that spending $40 billion in Ukraine is good for America. And nobody's buying it. This is the problem. You're too smart for the Democrats. We are all too smart. Republicans, they believe, they believe because they're elitists, because they believe that they went to Ivy League schools and they taught there and because they have all this money that they got from foreign nationals and because they run the media and they have Pulitzer Prizes and Nobel Peace Prizes and they win Grammys and they give each other, I don't know what they give each other, but anyway, probably COVID, um, but they give each other all these awards and whatnot. They believe that they are bigger and better and smarter than all of us. And they are mad that we're not dumb enough to see what Donald Trump said, that this is a trap. They're mad that we haven't fallen for their lie that by sending money to Ukraine, it's good for the United States of America. That by letting our border stay wide open while we send money to foreign wars being fought against Vladimir Putin, endless foreign wars, that that's good for America. And we're, and we're, we're too smart to fall for that. So now Chuck Schumer's threatening you by sending the military. To, we're going to send military troops to fight Vladimir Putin in Ukraine unless you guys get behind this bill. You okay, you realize what we're you're smarter than we thought. So now we're just going to blackmail you. It's exactly it's exact this is what they've been doing their whole life. This is what this is how Joe Biden became president of the United States, remember? Joe Biden's whole thing. I look I said I'm leaving in 6 hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh son of a bitch. 
<laughs> got fired. Yeah, and that's Chuck Schumer right now. Chuck Schumer saying, look, I'm leaving in a month and a half. And if this bill isn't passed, then we're sending your kids to Ukraine. And then a month and a half from now, he's going to be like, son of a bitch, that bill was passed. That's what they're trying to do. Joe Biden's done it. The rest of the Democrats have done it. Hillary Clinton's done it. Barack Obama did it. And now they're trying to do it to you again. And Donald Trump's not letting them fall for it. 855-940-MARK. We're too smart, folks. Think we're, just, we're too smart for them. 855-940-MARK is our number. We got to take a quick break. We got some of your phone calls, open mic messages. We got some before and after coming up, right, Hannah? We sure do. Oh, I'm so excited about that. 855-940-MARK if you want to play. We need two contestants. Count them two. 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. Hold on. I got to play this one because this one's, this one's just a party anthem, Hannah. You probably partied to this okay. when you were in college and probably afterwards during your testimony time. <laughs> you know this one, right? Red Solo Cup. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This now, is a the rest solo cup is the best receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals. Oh, and you, sir, do not have a pair of testicles <laughs> if you prefer drinking from glass. Yeah. Hey, red solo cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable. Oh, and unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac kiss my ass. <laughs> red solo cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. I mean, come on. This is an amazing song. Just when, you know, this is like the five o'clock somewhere or Margaritaville of Toby Keith's career. I mean, for a while there, for like a good year and a half, you could not go to a party or a tailgate or a bar or anywhere and not hear this song at least one time. That's so true. And that is, yeah, that is just... And I mean, and it's so relatable. It could be one of the most relatable songs ever. Anyway, uh, RIP Toby Keith, we're going to miss you. 855-940-MARK is our number. Before and after next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Coming up in just a minute, we have to tell you about what happened with Donald Trump and his appeals court or his appeal to the court regarding his immunity uh, on January 6th. He goes, look, I, got, I was a president. I was a president, gosh darn it. I was trying to investigate what I believed was a potential crime, the crime of the century. And the appeals court said, nah. So now it heads to the Supreme Court, which you would think would be a, you know, you think it'd be an easy case, but none of the cases are easy with the Supreme Court because you never know what side of the bed, uh, what John Roberts is going to wake up. He might, what, he might wake, up, wake up on the right side of the bed or he might wake up on the left slash wrong side of the bed. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> thank you, Hannah. I appreciate that. that was good. And Amy Coney Barrett, uh, we never know what's going on in her in her uh, pretty little head either. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right. At this juncture, even though I'm broadcasting live from Catriot Outpost, Tango Foxtrot, we are still going to do something that we do. Uh, you know, we're still going to give away some free stuff. And one of the ways we like to give it away is with a game we like to call Before and After. And as you can hear, can you hear the official Before and After theme music? Yes. 
Okay, good. Uh, that means that uh, it's time to play right now. We just need to get our contestants online. Hannah, it looks like we have a couple contestants lined up. Is that a fact? That's a fact. First up, it looks like we have Dawn. Dawn's in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, Dawn. How are you? How are you? Oh, good. Dawn, are you like on a, on a speakerphone or a Bluetooth or something? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, good. I'm on my regular well, phone, my regular cell phone. Oh, okay, great. And well, I'm then. not on speaker. No, all right. Well, perfect. Girl, well, thank you for following the rules. We <laughs> we appreciate that. Don, you are going to be playing against John. John, where are you calling from? Urbana, Ohio, about 30 miles from Don. Yeah, oh, look at that. Hello. Right, uh, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all of a sudden, it turned into like Hannah date or something like that. That's amazing. Um, all right. So, uh, John, Don, Don, John. <laughs> Here's what we're going to. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be playing before and after, and here's how this game works. Basically, what happens is um, we're at, we have some clues that we've put together. the The beginning and the 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 end of one clue and the beginning of the other, or the first syllable. You know, they have a common bond between a single or multiple syllables. Uh, we'll give you an example here in just a minute. If you can complete the the final answer based on the the common syllable or syllables as one phrase based on the clues we give you you get a point whoever has the most points at the end of the game uh wins a prize pack let me i'm gonna play here with hannah we're giving we're gonna give you an example of what we mean hannah are you ready i'm ready i see you yawning are you tired i didn't yawn did i oh maybe it was a few minutes ago i may be i may be uh, <laughs> watching something that happened in the past um all right so here's the here's a couple of clues guys listen carefully if the clues i gave you were if the clues I gave you were the talk show you're listening to right now and the iconic line Cuba Gooding Jr. uttered in Jerry Maguire, Hannah, what would the answer we are looking for be? The Mark K. Show Me the Money. The Mark K. Show Me the Money is correct. Oh. There we go. Uh, now, here's the other thing, Don and John, because some of them can get tricky. Sometimes you're not really sure what it is. Maybe you don't know something. We've uh, built in a lifeline, and the lifeline is called a phone a Hannah. So if at any point you need help, you can say, I'd like to phone a Hannah, and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll phone Hannah. We'll elicit her, her aid and guidance. You can either do what she says, or you can be like, uh, I'll go my own way. Any questions before we begin? How many phone a Hannahs can I do? You can do one phone a Hannah each per game. That's a great question, by the way. But here's fun fact. You can also text Hannah now before 7 a.m., which uh, we just found out. So. All right. Uh, Don, we're, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Don, here is your first one. Listen carefully. Tell us. The, we're going to give you the two clues. You give me the answer tied together as one answer. Here we go. United States Secretary of Homeland Security... And a southern phrase that makes it clear you don't like someone involving a staple southern breakfast food. <laughs> what is this? What? Let me read that one again. Let me, yeah, let me read yes. that one again. I think, that could I, make let me read that one again. Yeah, this sure doesn't. United States, this is the first time I'm seeing some of these. United States Secretary of Homeland Security and a southern phrase that makes it clear you don't like someone well, which mentions a southern staple food. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay, I see uh, it now. Yeah. Uh, 
God. It's a phrase you might uh, say. Okay, here. No, I got it. Let me try this. Let me try this. United <laughs> States Secretary of Homeland Security. And yeah, what I know that. Would, okay, hold on. I'm trying to help you out here. And what okay. Flo would say to Mel in the sitcom Alice. Okay, that's better. That's more like it. Yeah, uh, Hondro, like Mayorkas, my grits. Kiss my grits. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alejandro Mayorkas, my grits. Very good. Yeah, there you go. Hannah's too young to, to know what that show know is. What that I'm is. pretty sure. You don't know who Flo and Mel and Alice are? No. Oh, my God. And Vera? No? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. I'm right there with you, I'm sister. so sorry. All right. <laughs> John, are you ready for your first one? I certainly hope so. I hope so, too. Listen carefully. <laughs> the U.S. president's only living son and teeth that you that you that you play okay you don't suction cup who wrote Anna you the, all right, let me start over. the I'm edit I'm sorry I was trying to connect as a you know I was trying to save the show uh, here we go the US president's only living son and false teeth that you place on in your mouth using some kind of cream Hunter Biden. Fake teeth, basically. Oh. You put them, like Grandma used to put them in a glass at night. Yep. <laughs> or my mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think? Poly, I don't know. Polygrips comes into mind. Alejandro, or no, um, Hunter Biden. Hunter biting my teeth. I don't know. <laughs> Would you would you, would you want to phone you? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Here, hello. Hannah. Yes. Hey, it's Mark K. Live at Catred Outpost Tango Foxtrot. How are Hi, you? Hi, Mark. I'm great. How are you? Hey, look, I'm good. Listen, we're playing before and after here with John, my buddy mm -hmm. John. He's having some trouble with these awkwardly written questions okay. you sent me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he's gonna he's asking for a little assistance. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you these two clues. Let, let John know what you think it could be. The U.S. president's only living son and fake teeth that you place on the roof of your mouth with some kind of cream. Hunter by dentures. Hunter by like dentures. That. You yep. like that? Hunter <laughs> I like. You like that? You want to go with that one? Hunter by dentures is correct. Woo! Yeah, very good. Very nicely done. Yeah, see, it comes to you after you know the actual uh, answer. All right, Don, back to you. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Political talk show host that was just caught on a hot mic swearing about Joe Biden and a phrase that means to discover a hidden meaning implied rather than explicitly said. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Read the, read the, I know what the first part is. Read the second clue. Poli <laughs> po political talk show host that was just caught on a hot uh, yeah. swearing about Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah and yeah. a phrase that means to discover a meaning that is hidden or implied rather than explicitly said. Explicitly said. Uh, joy read my lips. Joy, read my lips. No, new. No. I don't know. Joy, read. Joy, do you want to use your phone? Read my. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah, uh, let me, let me, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably might as well. Uh, ring, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Here, hello. Hannah. Yes. Hey, it's Mark K again. I'm still here at uh, <laughs> Katrina Outpost Tango Foxtrot. How are I, you? I'm great. <laughs> okay, good. Listen, we have uh, we have Dawn Hi, on Dawn. the line. Hi, Hi. Hannah, she's having a little trouble with one of these awkwardly, awkwardly worded okay. uh, questions you wrote. Polit- <laughs> political talk show host that was just caught on a hot mic swearing about Joe Biden and a phrase that means to discover a meaning that is hidden or implied rather than explicitly said. All right, you ready? Ready. Yeah. Joy, read between the lines. Uh, Joy. Yeah. Read between. Okay, got Joy- it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Joy, read between the lines. I think so. Okay. That was a good one. <laughs> I liked Read My Lips. We should have done that one. Read My Lips, No New Taxes. That would have been a good one, too. That would have been... Next time Joy <laughs> Reed swears, we'll do that one. Okay, Hannah? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. All right, John, back to you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Listen carefully. The five-sided building that serves as headquarters for the Department of Defense... And the 1939 Academy Award winner starring Clark Gable as Rhett Butler and Vivian Lee as Scarlett O'Hara. Pentagon with the wind. Pentagon with the wind. Someone's a movie buff. All right, very good. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. There we go. All right, uh, we're listen. We're all tied up. You guys are you guys are doing great so far. Don, you have two. John, you have two. Don, we go back to you. Are you ready for your next before and after? Yes. All right, here we go. The city where the 49ers play and a famous comedic talk show host from NBC who is very tall and had iconic red hair. Uh... The city, where the, the city where the 49ers play and a famous comedic talk show host from NBC who is very tall yes. and has iconic red hair. Okay. Is it San Francisco o- O'Brien, Conan O'Brien? Put it all together. San Francisco Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Conan, Conan O'Brien, San Francisco, no, Conan O'Brien. Fr- San Francisco, Conan, Conan O'Brien is what you Conan said. O'Brien, yes, Conan, yes, yes, yes. San Francisco, Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, yes. Conan O'Brien. San Francisco, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's uh, yeah, right. That's right. That was good. That was very good. I just couldn't make it fit together. No, no, no. You're fine. You're good. That was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I have a you know, speech look, impediment. No, you'll be. You know what's going to happen? You're going to wake up in the middle of the night, and you're gonna, you're going to just scream out, "San Francisco and O'Brien!" And be, oh, what happened? <laughs> I got it. All right, uh, John. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> John's just waiting patiently. John, here we go. Here's your next one. You can tie it up with this one. Are you ready? I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Here we go. Elon Musk's microchip that he's implanting in humans and the fun wooden toys that children used to use to build log cabins. 
Chip. The chip. The chip. Elon oh. Musk's microchip that he's been implanting in humans and the fun toys for children that they would use to build, uh, you know, uh, log cabins. That's Lincoln Logs. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. She's going to get me on this. Um, microchip Lincoln Logs. <laughs> <laughs> Microchip Lincoln Logs. Is that your is that your final answer? <laughs> Microchip Lincoln? <laughs> Chip Lincoln. <laughs> Must Chip Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Microchip Lincoln Logs is... I'm sorry, incorrect. Incorrect. The correct answer was Neuralinkin Logs, because it's the Neuralink trip chip that he's implanting in humans and Lincoln logs were the little wooden things that we used to, which means with a score of three to two, Don, congratulations. You are our big winner today. Okay. Thank you. No, you are so welcome. John, great job, man. You played a, you played a heck of a great game and we appreciate you of course, listening to the Mark K show. Uh, Don, you hang on. What we're going to do is we're going to put you on hold. We're going to get some information. We're going to send you out a Mark K show prize pack. Hannah, great job today. Thanks. You too, Mark. Oh, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, more market there. We ain't even, we're like, oh my gosh, we're two thirds of the way through. How can it be? We've still got one full hour of the Marquee Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. And uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to tell you about Tucker Carlson. CNN is very upset that Tucker Carlson is in Russia to interview, uh, interview Vladimir Putin. I imagine they're jealous, but it seems like it's coming across more. They're trying to make it seem like, uh, well, Tucker Carlson is a Russian operative because why else would you go to Russia when Russia's battling Ukraine? Also, we do have to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court um, and what they're now facing with this uh, appeals court decision, the appellate court decision that Donald Trump was not immune. He has no immunity uh, as president. As, as president of the United States, you cannot do what Donald Trump did. It's not stipulated anywhere in the Constitution. It was a 5-7 appellate court uh, decision. So that'll head to the Supreme Court and we'll see what's happening there. Mike Lee, by the way, from Utah, who is one of the most vocal, uh, one of the most vocal senators, Republican senators about this border bill. Um, he said it's increasingly likely pro-migration border bill doesn't make it past first cloture vote. Uh, he said, I'm very confused by why they thought it was a good thing to put this border emergency authority in there, Lee said when detailing the bill itself, because right at first it sounds like, and it was sold as a good thing. It was sold as something that would sort of replicate Title 42, but without any requirement of a public health issue like a pandemic. Um, he said, concluding that it was actually smoke and mirrors at best and inviting more illegal immigration at worst. So the idea that you're not going to create the authority to quote unquote shut down the border, you can't even do it as a discretionary act until you get 4,000 migrant encounters per day and that it doesn't become mandatory until it gets to 5,000, he said, which is perplexing. That's one of the stipulations they wanted to put in there to tie the hands of the government to shut down the border. 
why would they add that in there? Why would they put in this emergency management proclamation as part of this legislation that you couldn't close down the border even as a discretionary uh, measure until it was 4,000 migrant encounters? Well, because Donald Trump happily proclaimed on day one, as soon as he removes his hand from that Bible, that was his plan to shut down the border. They're admitting defeat. They're allow they're admitting that Joe Biden will lose. They're afraid that Donald Trump's going to win and they're trying to protect their open border policy at any cost. More on this coming up. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K show right after this. We will be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. All right, we're gonna do. Hold on, we're gonna do one more. Here. We're gonna do one because this is also a this is also a banger. This is oh, but this one starts off with uh, the crickets chirping, and she walk. Do you know this one, Hannah? I I mean the music hasn't started. And she yet. walks. Well, I know, but she walks to the middle of the uh, to the field, and she smells the rose, and she reads the card, Baby, and it says, "I've waited twenty years to show you my true feelings." Meet me at the center field stands, midnight. And the and his old high school girlfriend's there, and Toby Keith comes out of the shadows in his big white cowboy hat, and he's giggling, and then he, and then he launched. Then it's this is like his retribution single. This is how do you like me now, right? Yeah, this is a banger, man. I'm telling you. I grew up on country. I know these things. I know you did. <laughs> and he goes over to talk to the cheerleader. And she's like, ew, guitar guy with long hair? Get away <laughs> from me. Ugh, I am not talking to you. This is like the uh, the country version of Skater Boy from Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very similar, except she didn't want him, yeah. Yeah. Call for a good time. They wanted to get your attention, but you overlooked me some. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of a rude thing that he did, but whatever. Yeah. Too many boyfriends to mention, and I played my guitar too loud. How do you like me now? There you go. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way, you still think I'm crazy. Standing here today. How do you like me now? Another one from the another one from the late great Toby Keith, which I hate having to say, but man, I was that just going to uh, say, that man, that a... killed me. I know, I know, it's horrible. Uh. It's uh, you know, it, but you know, it's all part of. At least we can remember the man and his songs and the good times that we had uh, when he was here and pay tribute to him. But it's and you know, and it, it's a shame that you don't really like you going. You're going through the library. You're like, oh, that was a great song. Oh, and that was a great song. Oh my god, I like this. I love this bar. That was another great song. And oh, I'm not as good as I once was. All these are just um, there. It's just really. It's just really good to relive it. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We're going to get to Tucker Carlson here in a minute. But first, I was we were chit-chatting during the commercial break uh, because Hannah said she could hear the construction noises. <laughs> There's a, you know, because again, I'm broadcasting live from Catriot Outpost, Tango Foxtrot, uh, which is a hotel. And <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a big hole. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm on, I'm on a high floor, too. But there's a big... They're digging a massive hole, just like a big pit 
in the street below and they've closed off. Oh, this is the other thing. Cause I had a, uh, an interview at an undisclosed location last night and I was driving back and due to the construction and also the hockey game at the nearby arena, apparently the bolts were playing last night. They closed off all these streets and it took me literally 20 minutes to circ. I was driving around for 20 minutes trying to get back to the hotel. I got back. I was a little hungry and I thought to myself, okay, it's like 1030. If I order something from room service, it's going to take 30, 40 minutes. I won't be eating till like after 11. I should just probably go to bed, wake up and have breakfast. And you know, that'll be healthier for me than just shoving food in my face at, at like midnight and going to sleep. So I ordered room service and <laughs> I got one of the, I got a blackened grouper sandwich, Ooh. but I have to tell you, it was one of the best black and grouper sandwiches, if not the best I've ever had. What did it have on it? It was, oh, hold on, I have the, uh, I have the room service menu right here because I was actually getting, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, black and grouper sandwich, lemon dill aioli. Oh my gosh. Cabbage slaw, avocado on a brioche bun with like so much butter on it. But I tell <laughs> you, man, this grouper, flaky, delicious, black and to perfection, the lemon, it was amazing. It came with some like garlic parmesan fries. Oh my goodness. It was, yeah, smelled up the whole room. Like I went to bed smelling like fish and garlic. <laughs> Didn't care. It was, it was incredibly amazing. It was, You're not trying and then to I'm sure my neighbors hated me. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to impress me. No, I'm here by myself. So that, but then you know what I did was I took the tray and I, I slid it out into the hallway because that's what you do. You slide the hallway and then they, somebody comes by. And I never worked in, I had always wondered, I always wondered about that because you slide these things into the, into the hallway and then all of a sudden it disappears. And do they just have people roaming the hallways of the hotel to pick up the food or do they, do they go back like through the order say, okay, this guy ordered his food like two hours ago. His tray's probably sitting outside. How does that work? Does anyone know? I don't know. Maybe there's cameras in the hallway. I, I assume there's cameras in the hallway and then they could God, just God, I like, hope there's see. not cameras in the hallway. What are you doing yeah, in the I hallway? Yeah, I hope not. Cause I think, well, I was, I think I was in my boxers when I took the tray. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. But anyway, so then the hallway, I'm sure, right outside my room smelled like fish and garlic. But um, it was amazing. Uh, hey, real quick, let's get to Paul in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's been waiting very patiently. Hi, Paul. How are you? Thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on, Paul? Well, we're going to miss our Toby Keith over here. You just played the Oklahoma Cowboy National Anthem there. How do you like me now? <laughs> that, is right. that is true. And I got to tell you, the Hard Rock Casino here in Tulsa, you're right about cameras in the hallway. They watch them all the time. And if they see anything going on room to room or whatever, somebody gets yeah. dispatched right now. Well, the casino. But anyway, on this border bill. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the border. Go ahead. On this goofy border bill that Chucky, little Chucky, slimy Schumer's trying to get put through. Um, the NRA used to have a great comment or motto about don't ever let the nose of the camel under the tent because, and what that means is once the nose gets in, eventually they're going to drag the whole camel in or the whole bill or the whole enchilada or whatever. And I mean, I'm going to tell you what, these people are so corrupt, it's not even funny anymore. I mean, if you can't see it, there's nothing that can be done for you. Well, they're corrupt and they're panicked. That's the other thing, too. They're, 
I mean, think about that. And that's a great point you bring up, Paul. Thanks so much for the call. Think about this. They're so panicked that Donald Trump is going to win. They're looking at the polling. They're looking at their candidate. They're looking at Joe Biden. They're looking at the enthusiasm of the Republican Party. They're looking at the, you know, they're looking at uh, the African-American voters who are fleeing Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. They're looking at Latino voters who are who are overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. And they're realizing we, we may not even be able to stuff the ballot box enough to win this election this time. It may just be so inconceivable to people that Joe Biden would get 81 million votes again. We've got to we've got to figure out something else. So what they're trying to do and fun fact, I believe I warned everyone about this. Um, what they're trying to do now is they're trying to booby trap Donald Trump and his and his uh, and his administration. They know that the odds are continually swinging in the favor of Republicans regaining control of the White House, regaining control of the Senate, and probably regaining or maintaining control of the House of Representatives. And if that happens, their game is over. They don't pass go. They don't collect $200 million. They don't do any of those things. Um, And that's exactly what they're trying to set up with this bill. And that's why Chuck Schumer is going in there and he's threatening Americans, telling Americans, look, if you don't vote for this bill, we're sending your kids to Russia. We're sending your parents to Russia. To kids, tell your parents, if you, if you don't want daddy going out for another for a tour in Kiev, then you better make sure that mama and daddy call their senator and tell them to vote for this, this border bill. Um, because they're setting it up so that Donald Trump does not have the powers that he has now to shut down the border. Uh, it's, it's really them waving the white flag on the election. They're saying, look, this thing is over. We are, we are, we, right now we're just trying to stymie Donald Trump when he eventually takes power. Which I guess, if you look at it, is the silver lining uh, on this big, dark border bill cloud. Hey, thanks so much for the call. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Speaking of which, speaking of Kiev, and speaking of Ukraine, and speaking of Russia, Tucker Carlson is uh, in Russia, or landed in Russia, or went to Apparently, he, um, he went to Russia to... Inter- this is the rumor. He went to Russia to... Uh, interview Vladimir Putin. Now, I don't know if he's actually interviewing Vladimir Putin. I haven't, uh, I don't talk to him. I haven't heard from him. I don't think he even knows who I am. Uh, But Tucker Carlson, according to the New York Times, Tucker Carlson's visit to Russia draws speculation of Putin interview. Mr. Carlson has been receiving blanket news coverage from state-run media outlets in Russia since stepping foot in Moscow. Tucker Carlson, the former Fox News host, who now has a show on the social network X, has been spotted in Moscow in recent days, leading to speculation in Russia and the United States that he is about to achieve his long-stated goal of interviewing President Vladimir Putin. If so, Mr. Carlson would be the first American media to land a formal interview with the Russian leader since he invaded Ukraine nearly two years ago. Mr. Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, has indicated that Mr. Putin was denying requests from Western news outlets because their countries had been stupefied by anti-Russian propaganda. But Mr. Carlson has been a defender of Mr. Putin while attacking his Western critics, placing him at the vanguard of a pro-Putin wing of the American conservative movement. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Here's the other thing. And this is, of course, you want to talk about propaganda, which is the irony of this. Calling Tucker Carlson... And anyone else who says, hey, wait a minute, 
maybe bankrupting our country at the expense of Ukraine, which is a corrupt country in and of itself, maybe that's not the best idea for ourselves and our posterity. Maybe all these billions of dollars that we're sending over to Ukraine, a corrupt country, oh, by the way, without any accountability for any of the money we're sending them, don't nobody know where the money goes? Well, some people do, but they're not telling. All these, all these military operatives of, of Vladimir Zelensky that end up driving Ferraris to their palatial Spanish estates when they're not, you know, putting their lives on the line to support the, the homeland. All of this money that ends up somehow in Sam Bankman Freed's trading company, uh, you know, the purchase for Bitcoin, all this, nobody knows. There's no accountability. But we've got to keep sending it over there because they need it. Otherwise, otherwise we're cooked. If you if you are an American and you, if you're especially a conservative who says, hey, maybe supporting Ukraine in an endless war isn't the best use of our resources, then according to the New York Times, you are <laughs> a, you are a, a pro Putin wing of the American conservative movement. And and Tucker Carlson is the vanguard of that pro-Putin wing of the American conservative. Who even writes like this? Who even writes like, who wrote this? I, there's no, <laughs> I, there's not even a byline. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my name on this either if I were, oh, Jim Rutenberg. He's a writer at large. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's the whole key. CNN also having a literal conniption shit. They are just, they couldn't, they cannot believe that Tucker Carlson, a news journalist, who, who is, has landed apparently, or rumor has it, an interview with a, I mean, one of the most important world figures at this time. The guy's involved in a war. We keep spending money on it. People probably want to know his motives. People probably want to hear from the guy. People probably have questions. Tucker Carlson's ready to ask him. People are just, the folks at CNN are perplexed and angered. Listen to this. Set. A massive shakeup in Kyiv coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Oh, he's, the, he's the MAGA leader now. <laughs> he's the, he's a, <laughs> this is, this is gone beyond. I mean, the New York Times, I thought, you want to talk about problem. I thought calling Tucker Carlson, what was it? the vanguard of a pro-Putin wing of the American conservative movement. I thought that was brash propagandizing. But man, CNN has once again one-upped it. They are, they, are, they are beside themselves. with Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin-supporting celebrity. Oh, he's now a Putin-supporting celebrity. <laughs> that's, that's what, what is happening over at CNN? He's, I got to hear that. It's like, I don't even believe this with my own ears. Set. A massive shakeup in Kyiv coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin supporting celebrity. Man, a Putin supporting celebrity, a PSC is what Tucker Carlson, he's one of the leaders of the MAGA movement, and he's a PSC, a Putin-supporting celebrity, and he is there in Moscow, potentially, to interview Vladimir Putin. And CNN just cannot believe it. We have to take a quick break. There's way more of this I want to play for you. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Don't go anywhere, BT-dubs. Sorry, Keith. We've got more Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. Love my drones on Rumble commented, 
Putin learned lessons from Ronald Reagan. Just like he bankrupted the USSR, Putin doing the same thing to us via Ukraine. You know, it is, I mean, if you think about it, that's, by the way, love my drones. Thank you for, uh, for thank you for being a Rumble subscriber. And that's a fantastic comment. And, you know, is he going to bankrupt us? No. Is he going to waste a lot of our money? Heck yeah, he is. And that makes it a, that makes it a double whammy for him. That makes it a, a bonus. Not only does he get to, to harass Ukraine and, and try to, you know, get back his, his dream of a, of a reunited Union of Soviet Socialist Republics like they had back in the 80s. Um, but you're right. He also gets us to to spend our valuable assets and our resources and our military funds on a war that he knows that everyone knows we're probably not going to win. And uh, and now on top of all that, guess what else? He gets to meet one of the leaders of the MAGA movement, Tucker Carlson. Set. A massive shakeup in Kiev coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson. Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin-supporting celebrity. A Putin-supporting celebrity. You know what's interesting about that clip is she literally just called Tucker Carlson a celebrity. And I don't think she even realized it. <laughs> like, I mean, she's probably going back to this and going, oh no, I, just, I called him a celebrity. Why did I do that? I know it was a Putin supporting celebrity, but it's a celebrity nonetheless. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We've got, uh, we've got more information about that coming up. I'm going to play you the rest of the clip because it's very funny. And we'll, and we'll continue to speculate about why Tucker Carlson's in, um, in Moscow. Is he there for the borscht? Or is he there for a meeting with Putin? Or is he checking out St. Basil's? You know, I've never been to Moscow, but I hear that Moscow in February is beautiful. I mean, if you're a polar bear or a penguin or Elsa, you know, cold never bothered me anyway. Uh, 855-940-MARK. Quick break. More Mark Hay Show on the way. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. Uh, and man, I'll tell you what, man, today has gone by so fast. Maybe it's because I'm kicking it in my luxury hotel suite, uh, a.k.a. Catriot Outpost Tango Foxtrot, staring out at the beautiful uh, bay with the sun glistening. And Oh, look, there's a swimming pool. Nobody's in it, though, because not as warm as we'd like it to be. Anywho, uh, it's a, a fun fact, we have, we've had a, a very interesting day today. Not only am I broadcasting live, but Hannah has taken over control of the entire radio station. She wrestled the controls away from Adam, and now she's in charge of every button, every dial, every control, every phone. It's going to be, so if something goes wrong, now we just 100% know <laughs> whose fault it is. Um, 855-940-MARK. You know what's so funny, too, is that when Adam, uh, because he had some kind of emergency situation he had to take care of, when he was here uh, and he would give me a cue, he would say, live, meaning we're live, uh -huh. and I would just start talking, and Hannah... <laughs> takes multiple words to say she goes okay go now we're live talk now go talk 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 <laughs> and i'm like okay thank you thank you very much Hannah. i appreciate it. it's just you know different personalities it's different you know there's mine is there's very frantic live. i don't want you to be calm it is 
<laughs> and it's, okay, go now. Talk. No, you should be talking now. Go. You should have been talking 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Eight, yeah, why are you talking? Eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six. All right, let's get back to this. Listen, we got to enough is enough. We got to get back to CNN because they are super upset that Tucker Carlson, a Putin supporting celebrity, is in Moscow, and they want you to know that it's not even it's not even an interview. It is a Russian love fest for Tucker Carlson. Just listen to how Russian state media is breathlessly celebrating his visit. Independent journalist Tucker Carlson has flown to Russia from the U.S. via Turkey to Vnukovo Airport. He saw Spartacus Ballet at the Bolshoi Theater, had lunch in a nice restaurant, went for a ride around town, rode the subway. He charged his smartphone via a USB port. By the way, if you thought our news was pointless... <laughs> <laughs> this is, Tucker Carlson went to the ballet. He charged his cell phone via USB port. He rode the subway. I mean, this is actually what they're reporting on uh, in Russia. Connected to a fast and free Wi-Fi internet. Oh, he connected to a fast and free Wi-Fi internet. That's good. That's about the only thing that's free in Russia. He charged his phone. Although they're knowing the details about the fact that it was during USB port may give him reason to think twice about all of this. But... Look at them talking about him like a celebrity. Everything he does on camera, breathlessly repeated. Now, it is unclear if an interview between Putin and Carlson will take place. But if it does, it gives Putin a chance to sit down with a big supporter. Now, this is where they get back to whole. This is where they get back to their whole narrative that uh, that Don, that I'm sorry. Tucker Carlson is one of the leaders of the MAGA movement, that Tucker Carlson is the vanguard of the pro Putin wing of the American conservative uh, movement. And this is this is the proof that listen to this. This is this is Tucker Carlson, I believe, back when he was on Fox News. Uh, back when he was talking about the Ukraine war before he was summarily canned, this is him discussing Vladimir Putin and wondering aloud, which is your job as a reporter to ask questions, wondering aloud why we're all just supposed to despise Vladimir Putin and love Vladimir Zelensky. It might be worth asking yourself, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Does he eat dogs? These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no. Vladimir Putin didn't do any of that. Okay, and, th and before we get back to the CNN propaganda about this whole segment, you need to realize that that is a tongue-in-cheek attack on Democrats. Why is it that we trust Vladimir Putin? Did Vladimir Putin uh, do any of these things that the Democrats have done? Did they lie to me? Did they call me a racist? Did they steal an election? No, Vladimir Putin didn't do it. Okay, maybe Vladimir Putin stole an election, but not this one, not ours. <laughs> it was one of the Russian ones. Here's the CNN reporter, again, apoplectic over Tucker Carlson's Russian vacation. I'll actually always remember watching that clip. I was standing in Ukraine 48 hours before the war began there. I think she meant began there, but that's that's neither here nor there. Carlson then stood by Putin consistently all the way through. And that is why he can go to Moscow now without any fear of being summarily imprisoned. He's a hero. This was Putin's mouthpiece in the United States. Somebody who had turned a blind eye to the atrocities committed by Putin because they were happening far away. Once vibrant towns turned to ruins, mass graves with dozens of bodies in the Kiev suburbs, a theater full of innocent women and children sheltering, bombed, despite the giant world's children written on the roof, more than 200,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed or injured. 
And tonight, Putin is trying to seize on the fact that Zelensky's military appears to be in turmoil, capitalizing on a moment of intense American political dysfunction and intensifying. Yeah. So the, it, the, the key takeaway to this, number one, are that she remembers seeing that Tucker Carlson clip, which solidifies something that I'd always assumed, and that is that CNN reporters watch Fox News. Voracious. They're, they have a big appetite for Fox News clips. The second thing is that she's out there saying things about Tucker Carlson, who is, let's be honest, if if you were looking at this as a, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, one of these people is a reporter and one of them is not. One of these people is a reporter and one of them is a biased, you know, political hack. Which is which? Tucker Carlson is going taking time out of his personal schedule. He's going to a foreign country, a country where he could put his, his life may be as, at risk, as she pointed out. He may be, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen to American reporters in, in Moscow. You don't know if they're going to be imprisoned or poisoned or shoved off of a building or thrown off of a yacht. All of these things have happened to anti-Putin people or Putin's, you know, quote unquote, political rivals. There's people, people fall out of buildings in Moscow more than anywhere else in the entire world. It's really, it's really, un- I would never go on a, on a Mos- Moscow cruise. I can't imagine, like, you must, you must leave with 3,000 people on the cruise ship and only 2,000 come back. But, but he's going there nonetheless to sit down in the Kremlin with Vladimir Putin. Again, that's the speculation. Nobody knows for sure why Tucker Carlson is there. Nobody knows if this interview was planned, but that's what they believe is the reason. And that would, to me, be... I don't know, something that a real news reporter would do. Someone someone who's unbiased, I would think, would be like, hey, you know what? We have a lot of questions about this tyrannical dictator who's invaded Ukraine. We have a lot of questions about what his true intentions are. We, have, we should probably understand his side of the story. Let me continue to let me continue to pester his people to see if I can get an interview. That's what news folk used to do. It used to be a badge of honor to go to a a dangerous country and sit down with a foreign leader who was attacking people. I mean, back in the day, everybody, Peter Jennings, Walter Cronkite, they all, they all, Ted Koppel, they would, they would kill. They would give their left arm to go and interview, who would, who would you know, pick up, you know, pick a person, Gorbachev, who else would it be? Uh, you know, Saddam Hussein, any of these folks. That's what that was a that was a badge of honor. That's the kind of things that that people won awards for was going into the war zone and they would proudly wear their flak jackets and their helmets and they would come back and tell the tales of how dangerous it was and how they were blindfolded and thrown in the back of an SUV. And when they came out, they were sitting in a golden palace surrounded by guards and vestal virgins and God knows what else they have in those places. Um, and, that, and, then they'd, and then they'd do the interview and they'd, they'd come back and they were glorified heroes, not Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson gets the interview of the century and he is a he's a leader of the MAGA movement. He's a pro Putin celebrity. He's there getting the celebrity treatment and he is selling out his country just because he's trying to do what every news story or news reporter used to do. And that is get the other side of the story. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. I'm kind of curious. I'm actually, I really am kind of excited about the potential of Vladimir Putin being interviewed by Tucker Carlson for a couple of reasons. Big fan of Tucker Carlson, and I think he deserves it. Uh, second of all, if he plays, okay, I want, you to, I want you to understand what we're dealing with here. This is, this, is, this is how great X, formerly known as Twitter, has become. Because if, <laughs> if Tucker Carlson 
plays clips, which he will, of his interview with Vladimir Putin, if that is exactly what's happening, on his X show, then Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk will have created a platform where both President Vladimir or Vladimir Putin and Cat Turd both appeared as guests on the same show. I mean, I mean, they, has anyone really thought about what this means for American media and American civilization? Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk together have created a platform that is so incredible, that is so diverse, that he can one week interview Vladimir Putin who is, according to Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrats, destroying the Western world as we know it and the number one threat to our global system of democracy, and Cat Turd, who lives on a ranch in the middle of Florida and tweets mean stuff about Democrats and also Republicans. I mean, I'm going to be honest, this is, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I think Elon Musk is a genius. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Oh, speaking of X, by the way, did you hear? You remember, Hannah, years ago, there was that kid. He was from Florida. I think he went to UCF. Okay. Uh, wait, UCF, University. Yeah, I always say UFC, which is different than UCF. <laughs> yeah, much different. I get, the, I get those two. Like, UFC is where they battle each other to the death, right? And um, UCF is the University of Central Florida. There you go. Yeah. Um, anywho, so there's this there's this kid who years ago created this account where he basically can could track celebrities' private planes. And one of the celebrities he was tracking was Elon Musk. And Elon Musk didn't like his private plane being tracked because, well, one of the reasons you fly private planes is because you want to you're private. You don't want people to know where you're going, that kind of thing. But this kid figured out, you know, it's all it's all the aviation records and the the uh, you know the the I guess you would call them the the tail numbers or the registration numbers of these planes. They're all public record. You you you're allowed to know when planes take off and land. So he just tracked them, and he put it up on Twitter. And Elon Musk was uh, offered him like twenty grand to stop. He goes, "Hey kid, uh, you know this is kind of affecting my privacy. So twenty thousand dollars if you stop." And the kid goes, "Oh wow, Elon Musk just offered me twenty grand to stop tracking him. No, thank you." And he doubled down. Well, Elon Musk kicked him off of Twitter. His name was Sweeney, Jack Sweeney, mm -hmm. a junior at the University of Central Florida. Well, now he's tracking another celebrity's plane, and she is not happy. Her name is Taylor Swift. And three, <laughs> she has threatened legal action against Jack Sweeney because he is tracking her plane. Taylor Swift's attorneys have threatened legal action against a Florida college student who runs social media accounts tracking the flights of her and other celebrities' private jets. Jack Sweeney, a junior at the University of Central Florida, has for years run accounts, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he's logged the takeoffs and landings of planes and helicopters owned by hundreds of billionaires, politicians, Russian oligarchs, and other public figures, along with estimates of their planet-warming emissions. This is, of course, you know... This is, of course, the part that they probably don't like either. While you're flying around the country in your private jet, you're also leaving a huge, massive carbon footprint. The accounts use publicly available data from the Federal Aviation Administration and volunteer hobbyists who can track the aircraft via the signals they broadcast. Uh, in December, Swift's attorneys at the Washington law firm Venable wrote Sweeney a cease and desist letter saying Swift would, quote, have no choice but to pursue any and all legal remedies if he did not stop his, quote, stalking and harassing behavior. Sweeney's accounts have caused Swift and her family, quote, direct and irreparable harm 
as well as emotional and physical distress. I did not know that tracking her plane with publicly available data had caused her emotional and physical distress. Uh, she apparently lives in a constant state of fear for her personal safety. I don't know. I've seen her at those Chiefs games. She does not look like she's in a constant state of fear for her personal safety. Does she to you, Hannah? No, I don't think so. Um, also, if she wasn't that famous, she wouldn't be that fearful. You know? I mean, it comes yeah, at a price. Yeah, I mean, look, you, it, it, it is true. If you want to be the most – if you want to be Times Person of the Year, yes, there is the price that you pay for that. Somebody's going to be – Somebody look. It, it, she has this, she has a lot in common though with other billionaires and Russian oligarchs. I mean, think about that: Elon Musk, Russian oligarchs, and Taylor Swift. They're all getting their planes tracked by this one guy. She could fly commercial too. That's the other thing she could do. Oh gosh! If she really, although, I mean, look, I don't. <laughs> the plane would never I take off. Wish that my worst enemy. I, you know how I feel. I'm all about the private plane. I said if I ever became a billionaire, that's the one I would definitely fly private because, oh. Yeah. oh and I wouldn't care if you tracked me. I wouldn't care if you were. <laughs> I wouldn't care if you were waiting on the runway. I wouldn't care if you hurled insults at me as I got on the plane. As long as I didn't have to go through TSA. Oh man, that would be <laughs> that would be a dream come true. Eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. Eight five. Did I ever tell you about the time that Taylor Swift sent me a thank you note? Ooh, I want to hear. Oh, good. I'll do it. I'll tell you that story here. We got to take a quick break. Eight five five nine four zero mark. Quick break, folks. More Mark K show on the way right after this. That was the scariest thing I've ever heard. And I thought I was in the Amityville Horror. Uh, the scene where the there were the house literally where they're walking through the house and the house says, "Get out!" Oh, don't ever do that again. I'm so 840 Mark <laughs> is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate. It. I can't believe again how quickly the time has gone, especially um, because I've been broadcasting here at at K Trade Outpost Tango Foxtrot. Back in studio tomorrow for whatever you want Wednesday. And uh, before we go, I told you I'd tell you the story about how Taylor Swift sent me a thank you card. Years ago, back when I was, uh, Hannah, do you remember before I did this, I hosted a top 40 music radio morning show? I do remember that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> years ago, Taylor Swift came to Jacksonville, Florida. She doesn't anymore. She goes to like major cities and just camps out there for a week and plays the football stadiums. Uh, but she came to the little venue in Jacksonville and we were invited backstage and we went backstage. We met with her and we got pictures and autographs and things like that. It was very exciting. I took my wife. And a couple of days later, I'm sitting at work and I got a, I, they brought the mail and they go, Hey Mark, you got a card from somebody. And it was like a little, you know, like a little thank you card, little square shape, right? Like they are. Okay. And so I open it up. I was really, it was, no one ever thanks me for anything. <laughs> you know, they're never like, you know, thank me. So I was like, who's thanking me for something? And I open it up and it had a Taylor Swift original art piece on the front and I read it and it was a handwritten thank you note Whoa. from Taylor Swift. Yeah. And it said, Dear Mark, thank you so much for coming backstage and meeting me, which was, I thought, a weird thing to say, because like I was going to say no at the time. I mean, who says no to that? Uh, you know, also, <laughs> I didn't really have anything better to do. It was either it was either hang in my seat and chug eight dollar beer or go backstage and, and meet Taylor Swift. But she wrote, thank you for coming and meeting me. You and your wife are such lovely people, whatever. So we still and I still have that card. And uh, Hannah, suggest <laughs> Hannah suggested maybe I write her back and say, hey, 
Um, would you be willing to come on the show? Because we definitely have some questions for you about not only your current relationship, but your political views and whether or not you're going to be promoting Joe Biden in the upcoming election. And if so, why are you a government <laughs> psyop? Because that's what everyone's been saying. Um, I don't know. I didn't. You know what? I should have kept the envelope because it would have had her return address. Yeah, you should have. That's a bummer. Uh, you know, if shoulda, woulda, coulda. Hey, listen, we'll be back tomorrow at Catered HQ for whatever you want Wednesday. Leave us an open mic message. Thanks to everyone who listened. We'll see you tomorrow at noon, Eastern, 11 Central. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.